Our next guest is eighth all-time in career coaching wins in the National Hockey League. He won the 96 World Cup for Team USA, took the Washington Capitals, the only man to do it, to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1998, and, of course, a silver medal in Vancouver at the Olympics in 2010. He is former Maple Leafs head coach Ron Wilson. Ron, it's great to have you on. Uh, uh, I did a lot of research for that introduction. I know that stuff off the top of my head. It's great to have you on and talk to you again. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you, I always enjoyed, uh, I used to talk to you with Bill Waters. I used to talk to you on this station too. I always enjoyed our, our interaction. And, uh, and then you, you were, you were gone for quite a long time after this. Did you think I've had it? I, I won't talk to Toronto radio stations again. It's, it's too fresh. Uh, we're, we're getting our first chance really in a few years to interact with you. What was your, what, what, what was your mindset there? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I was completely burnt out, uh, the last season, the way it was going up and down, well, more up than down, but the final down, it was, uh, it sunk me to the, the pits of despair. And, and when I was let go, I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I didn't. And, uh, I think a lot of times you're better off not saying anything, even though everybody wants answers. I didn't have, I didn't have the answers to give. So, or there are at least answers that I thought would, would, uh, would be interesting so i was i was content just to keep my mouth shut and uh and move on and and so i have and now i'm i'm re-energized again and i i'd like to get back into the game if it's if it's possible uh i, I don't know but um uh it, it should be i mean with my record and and my background uh there should be someone who's interested in in someone like me and i'm now coming out of my uh my I don't know my sabbatical, I guess, and I'm refreshed and ready to go. So let's let's get it going. <laughs> we're, we're excited to hear that. We were uh, there was a point last year because uh, I knew you, you'd spend time in South Carolina. You liked to golf. I was I was pitch like you've seen that Tom Hanks movie Castaway. It's nothing like that, right? You've been you know family and you're interacting. It's you're not talking to a volleyball. We know that, right? Well, the volleyball you remember is <laughs> is named Wilson, so uh, we've kicked that volleyball all over the place. But uh, no, I I, I I wasn't okay. I wasn't a hermit, so uh, we'll move on from that. But I was a hermit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilson, for, certainly with the Toronto media, I was. Those those emotions, like you described it as 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 pit of despair, and and you've come out of that, and and I don't know if you still have some of those feelings. Is it all about the market? Could you ever see yourself uh, feeling that way coming out of a job in, in any other city? Or was that Toronto that did that to you? I, I would, uh, well, getting fired isn't, uh, it's, it, it's hard because you're being told that you've failed at uh, the job you set out to do. But in Toronto, it's a little bit more. And, um, I mean, I read everything that there was to read about me, and 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 people people don't understand uh, what I was going through or what I went through. I've got a few close friends who do, but most of the people just um, say you're a bad person and you're bad this and and everything else. And I didn't want to associate with anybody like that. And uh, but now I'm over it and I'm ready to move on. So that's, that's just the way it was. And, and I'm, I'm, uh, refreshed and feel good and ready to go. So I think I can help someone. And now to be determined is to see if there's any teams out there who think 
that uh, they could use my talents. Ron Wilson, our guest on Brady and Walker. We'll talk about the current team, current players, uh, many of whom you coach. I do want to ask big picture Toronto because you played here uh, and, and for a few years, you know, you were a North star as well, but you, you played here at, at probably the height of like the, the crazy Ballard era. And, and even people said then, Oh God, it's Harold. And, and it doesn't matter if Daryl Sittler, Lanny McDonald, Mike Palmentier, it, it can't, it can't be accomplished. Um, they say that still now, and we are talking 47 years. Can can it be done in Toronto? When you look at all the circumstances around, can can a franchise hold hold success for, for a long period of time here? Or, or is there just too much against it? Well, I don't, uh, you know, I, I disagree with that. Uh, but uh, I, I can see all the evidence that points to uh, it not being possible. But I... I I played in Toronto the end of the 70s and the early 80s, and uh, compared to today, the media uh, frenzy wasn't there. I mean, you had a a couple of cameras a day and two or three reporters uh, religiously covering the team, but it's not like it is today where everybody, every radio station and every newspaper is represented, and, and not only the the local newspapers, but you've got uh, a national presence too. And uh, everybody, there's never a day goes by where you where you think you can get away with something. It's it's that simple. But uh, it, it is possible, and the, the whole thing for the team to uh, to get there is to put together and and have a. Uh, a, a long run, and, and I don't know if the team's at that point now with uh, with the players and everything, but um, it, it can be done. But it's going to take a little bit of patience and doing it the right way. And and doing it the right way means not being influenced by a lot of people who think they know what's going on, but they really don't. Ron Wilson, our guest, Brady and Walker, Sportsnet 590, the fan, former Maple Leafs head coach. So obviously you, you, you feel for Randy Carlisle as he was out of answers, uh, right? Didn't have them. Uh, so, so what would you do, right? Everyone, everyone knows, seems to know what the problems are here, but how do you fix it? What would you do, Ron? Well, I, uh, first of all, I don't think, um, I, well, I, I do, I do feel for Randy Carlisle. I think he did everything i think he's done a great job and uh, the team has improved uh, a, a lot more than when i had it but that being said there um there are uh, I, I the one thing that the leafs haven't been able to uh establish is is consistency and consistently consistency in their defensive approach to the game so i think they've got some of the parts in place but uh, really the bottom line is they need one or two big-time defensemen to anchor the, the blue line, and then they go from there. And, and uh, But it seems in Toronto, I don't, I'm not saying that Dave Nonis or, or, or Brendan Shanahan listen to the media, but they're certainly, they're certainly impacted by it, and um, somehow they've got to get away from that, uh, trust themselves, and and stay true to the course but it's awful hard in the nhl today with the cap system and to change players and um to get the people you want in place and and not not as berkey used to say be or have that blue and white disease that affects everybody who comes to toronto
Ron Wilson, our guest. And it, we were just talking about how tough it is to win. Like contemporaries of yours, we mentioned Joel Quenville, right? He's he's yeah. in St. Louis, really good teams there. Uh, Colorado, three good teams. And everyone's like, hey, hey, why can't this guy get out of the second round? The team that, that fired you before, the San Jose, they haven't been to a final. All the same players are there. And I mentioned Washington. They've won four playoff rounds in a in a decade and a half, it it is you, you need you need everything to go right, and there's not too many coaches that are very successful at two. Help, Scotty Bowman couldn't coach in Buffalo, right? I mean, they didn't give him very yeah. long, and but Seymour Knox didn't give him very long there. No, it's it, it, the situation to to get everything going. I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, my last game coach was in Chicago. And that that came that was a six five game I think. And after the game, I had a conversation with Joel Quenville, and Joel said to me, "We we both exchanged uh, who's going to get fired first." And and Joel said to me, "Had I lost tonight's game, they were going to fire me." And and lo and behold, he goes on and wins the Stanley Cup that year. I I lost the game, and they turned around and fired me. So it's, it shows you how it's an inch one way and an inch another way. You need a break, and you need to uh, get your team to believe in you, and the, and the Blackhawks did that, and look what they've done. Um, and the Maple Leafs didn't, and look, what, look what's happened. And it's, uh, it's very minute, the, the difference between a good team and a bad team. I know. I know you talked about Phil on another uh, station yesterday. Um, I, I I wonder if if you think Phil is Phil. It reminded me of how other coaches run in pri- more private conversations. Mike Keenan's been the only one publicly. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. Ken Hitchcock. They talk about Brett Hull, right? And you just go, well, well, Brett is Brett, and we're, we just we just handle it. And yeah, he scores one and nine, but then he scores seven and eight, and and we take it. Is is Phil that guy, Ron? At twenty seven, you've coached him internationally as well, and and then you insulate him if if he's Patrick Kane, right? And you just mentioned Chicago, yeah. and and there's hey, we got Taves and Keith and Seabrook and Hosa. Then then Phil's issues aren't magnified, right? But is is he just that guy, and then he needs to be so much more better insulated as a great scorer? Yeah, that's that's exactly true. Uh, I mean, Phil has uh, as much ability as anybody, and you you see uh, when he gets on a roll, he's unstoppable. And but he has issues with confidence, like anybody else. And it might be surprising to hear that, but he misses a a, a couple of easy scoring opportunities, and he gets down on himself, and he can he can he can slip away. What the Leafs, you're right in saying that he needs to be better insulated with some better players around him who are able to carry the load when Phil's not going. Unfortunately, here in Toronto, when Phil's not going, the Leafs aren't going, and it's obvious. And we've got to, in Leafland, you've got to be able to find another player or two who are capable of, of insulating Phil from those type of, type of things and then go forward from there. Is this current group capable of, of more, though? Because, you you know, adding adding star players, it doesn't happen overnight. But no matter what you define that that core as, Kessel and Phaneuf, obviously, and I guess you can lump in Van Riemsdyk and Bozak there, is this group, as it stands, capable of, of, of showing up for the next 45 games? Well, I think so, but um, evidence points 
to that, or it's not happening. I mean, the Leafs. I, I mean, just like everybody, I saw them play those those ten games a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't lose. I mean, they were they were crushing teams. And then I don't know what happens in a short period of time. They go south, and then you can't. I mean, you're relying 100 percent on your goaltender. If if the goalies are impenetrable, which they are sometimes. They're going to win a lot of hockey games, but um, trying to find consistency, I don't know uh, if that's possible. It's it's kind of hard to sit here away from it and not. I'm not involved in the team at all in any way, and and try to figure out what's going on. It just happens, and I I don't have an answer for that. How how before you go? How hard has it been? We do appreciate the time. How hard's it been as a fraternity of coaches, uh, Ron? with with the cap uh brian burke said a lot of things a lot of things and and you can agree with some disagree with others the one thing he said and i I love that he said is we got to find a way to be able to move money around retain money give money do something because you might go to a gm and say hey we're we're in a spin here we we gotta we gotta move a couple players and the gm probably grins at you in the last 10 years and says you try and you try and pull it off buddy and it's it's really hard to move players and Coaches get fired now with, I mean, really good coaches get fired with greater frequency than, than they ever did 15 years ago. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, um, you, you know, what they say a lot of things about Berkey, but he is very intelligent. And, and a lot of things that Berkey says, uh, they, they, they come about 10 years uh, later. And it's Berkey's idea. Once he gives up the idea, somebody else <laughs> takes it and it passes. It's kind of weird, but um, Berkey uh, talked about the cap, and he's dead on. Uh, it's impossible to move players. And, and you know, you're, in negotiating these things uh, with players, you're, you're trying to get some consistency, but it's impossible when some of these guys, uh, for lack of a better word, hold a gun to your head and make you force the team to, to sign the deals and um, at the time, they, they look all right, but like two years later, the player's not playing as well, and and you're stuck with another four or five years as a guy, and there's no way you can move him for that kind of money without without taking back some of the money. Like, and that, those are some of the ideas. You hold on to two million. You have yeah. to pay the guy two million to uh, to move him. Something like that. And uh, Berkey's exactly right about that.